0: Welcome back, Crush A Lot Podcast. I am your boy, Cheese. As always, the bodyguard all the way from Miami, Kalina, a.k.a. Calzingas. How are you? (laughs)
1: I'm doing good. You're such a dickhead. (laughs) I know.
0: You you survived the NBA uh, All-Star Weekend. I'm sure you had a good time watching that. But we're excited. We've been waiting for this one for a while. Uh, Me and Kalina are big fans of our special guest for today, all the way chiming in from... Detroit, Michigan, the one and only Willie, the kid. Willie, how are you?
2: What's good? What's good? Actually, it's West Michigan, man.
0: Great west Rattie. Michigan.
2: Yeah, Detroit <laughs> on the other side of the state. Look at that. We're going to have to
0: edit that one out. Shout take one out analysis. to Detroit. Shout out to
2: Detroit. Shout one out to Detroit. Detroit. But I'm on, I'm on the west side. I'm on the other side of the state. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's, it's good to have you on. It's been a... It's, it seems like every year is a busy year for you. Um, and... 2019 is, is doesn't stop. You just dropped the EP with Ito. And of course our friend V Don Heather grace out now, how did that project come to be? How did that manifest? I know you guys have been working throughout the years on various different singles and each other's projects. And now here's this EP nice and early for 2019. How did that come to be?
2: Yeah, that's a, um that's a family thing. V Don, that's my brother. Uh, so that's my man, that's my brother, so it, it, that was, that, yeah, that was easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't do a lot of my music. He do a lot of E music, and um, it's just like, yo, we are gonna just put this shit together and do some things uh, collectively. You know what I'm saying? That was just, that was simple. You know what I'm saying? We all drink from the same from the same watering hole, so you know, we just do what we had to
1: do. You know what I'm saying? You know, but even before this project, though, you know you. Just for people who, who don't really know too much about you, you've been working for a really, really long time in the music business. You've made a lot of mixtape. You've worked a lot with DJ Drama. You've had a lot of EPs. So I'm just going to put it out there and tell you that off, off top, all right, like off top, anything you've done with V done, top tier projects for me. Man. Masterpiece Theater, Living Daylights, that shit. Man. Top tier. I mean, and you got a lot of shit. You got a lot of work, but right. that kind of that kind of sets the bar as to like where you are right now. So for me, it's like, how did you even come to to work with V Don? Because you guys have obvious chemistry. Obvious.
2: Yeah. I used to uh, I used to be working on my music, and people would send me beats all the time, and V Don would send me these links with all his beats, like on the email. And it'd be like, he'll have, like, it'd be like a five-minute song with, like, <laughs> three or four beats in that five-minute range with a whole bunch of drops over the beats. You know what I'm saying? So, it'd be like, V be Don, V Don, buy beats, bye beats. Like, he's it'd be <laughs> drops all through this shit, but it'd be, like, five minutes of beats, but, he, but he'll, like, put drops, so you couldn't really use it without contacting them him because it'd be drops <laughs> all through it. And a couple of the beats, I was like, yo, these shit's fire. And then um, one of the beats he sent was a beat that I ended up using for uh, a project I got caught The Fly 2. It's called mm-hmm. Friends and Money. And I put uh, Corey Guns on there. And um, I, I hit V Dawn on the email. I said, yo, you got this beat on this link. It comes in at whatever time marker it was, like one minute, 30 seconds, whatever it was. The beat that comes on at that time, because yeah, I like the beats blended one after the other, one after the other on one track. But I was like, yo, the beat that comes on at one minute and 17 seconds, whatever beat that is, I need that beat. And he was like, Yeah, no problem. So he sent me the full beat and then I I did a verse. I, I cut I cut some vocals on it. I did a I did a verse and a hook and then I sent it to Corey Guns. And then Corey Guns came to Michigan to do a show. And then he knocked his verse out when he got to Michigan. And I sent it to Vidon, my verse and his verse. And that was like the first time me and B-Done worked together. You know what I'm saying? And um, we ended up doing like this record called The Fool on The Cure 2. And that shit was like wicked. Um, and then, um, you know, from there we ended up doing a lot of music together. But we were like kind of like just saving it and not putting it out. And then um, we ended up doing Marks ultimately. But Deutschmarks was a project that was years in the making. Because we would do like one song, two songs, fall back. One song, two songs, fall back. You know what I'm saying? And then we finally said, all right, let's do it, you know? And then um, we end up knocking like three or four records to wrap it up, and that was it. Like, them songs on Deutschmarks, those songs were made like over a period of time. You know what I'm saying? But it sounds like it's all right now, but we put them together piece by piece. And, um, I know, you know, I know and, and, and it looks
1: like it too, because like 2017 and 2018, you were wild busy. You were super busy. You had... Yeah. Uh, Midwest, Willie Gold Rush, Gold Rush 2, things of that nature. Uh-huh. Studio 20, you were really, really busy, but I yeah. feel like you had Blue Notes and Deutschmarks was just fire, really set you yeah. apart from everything that you've done up to now because you've just been working so much. Just yeah. want to know what... what I don't want to say you're a workaholic, but you seem like a workaholic. Is that what Definitely. it is?
2: Yeah definitely definitely a workaholic um I'm an artist man like so much so that all I gotta do is just all I gotta do is just like what I'm doing and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in 110 percent I'm gonna be all the way there putting all the way together so like yeah I'm just vibing like if I'm in a vibe I'm in the zone that's it I'm, I'm never gonna stop you know what I'm saying like if I'm feeling it like the people listen to the music and they like it and I appreciate that but what they don't know is it's therapeutic for me, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, you know, I feel, you know, like, I, I, I get shit back from creating and putting it out and people attaching themselves to it and con- and connecting. And just, like, for me, I, I need to do that. Even if I was, whatever, outside of the culture and doing something else, I would still be making music just to connect with the listeners. Like that, I need that. It's therapeutic. For me, you know, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, when I, a few I, I stepped out of hip-hop like maybe early two thousand, wasn't too happy where hip hop was going in the direction. I'm a big nineties guy. I'm old. I'm dying. Um, so my my ears for music was very different, and that sound kind of faded out. And that tends to happen with generations, new generations come come and go. When I came back into hip hop and I was stumbling through what's out there, what's new. Maybe there's something out there. I stumbled upon your project you did with Bronze, um, and of course, anybody who knows me. Knows I'm a big, um, I'm a Wu-Tang guy Always have been, always will be So anytime I'll go bronze Put in our project Well, Willie the Kid must be good If bronze doing the project So that's how I stumbled upon you uh, And so that project for me Was kind of like the gateway To the whole catalog of, of Willie the Kid how, how has it been working with bronze um, During that time?
2: You know, Bronze is from my town from yep. Grand Rapids. And me and Bronze went to high school together. And he was a little bit older than me, but we had like the same math. I was in honors math and shit like that.
1: So <laughs> I was in
2: like I was in I was in classes above my like above my, my, my class level and shit. So me and Bronze had like one math class together, but he was like a little bit older than me. And um I know him from high school, you know what I'm saying? And my brother uh, is, like, a, of course, affiliated with the Wu-Tang and shit. Mm-hmm. And so when Bronze connected with the RZA and the Wu-Tang, my brother was there for all of that. And my brother would take me over to Bronz's house. They live right around the corner from my grandmother, actually. Bronze, I think Apollo Brown, home. like, they just hang out and shit, like, around the corner from my grandmother. And, um, my brother would take me over there and we'd kick it and shit like that. And I, I never did music with them. I just, I just know them. Like, yo, what up, what up? And then, um, I, I did a lot of music and did a lot of other things and then like when I doubled back it's okay now I'm gonna connect with the shit I wanna do I just you know got with bronze and said yo man like there's no reason why we're not making music together this shit is ridiculous like you know what I'm saying like how the fuck we not making music like what, what do you mean so I, I text him one time I said yo we got business to do you and I and he said you right and um he seemed like 100 beats like no lie and I <laughs> went through them, I went through them 100 beats I probably picked like twenty, thirty them We probably cut about seventeen, eighteen records Almost twenty did, records
0: The question is, did he put his drops on it? And did you have to give him No, no,
2: not, not at all This is me I told bit you he from my town of from my city mm-hmm. Like This is me. And I, and And what? And all little respect, with all little I'm me. Like, yeah. like, come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, not a So he came out. We had a studio uh, in my hood like Cam kind of Lazoon Burton. He him and June came out, went to my studio and um we put up like I, I probably knocked out six of them records that same night. You know what I'm saying? He came through, he put the beats up. I was kinda like playing with some ideas and shit and you can ask him, he'll tell the same. I probably went in the booth and knocked out all them records that night. Like fucking Blades, Guilt, uh all them records. Uh man, Avalon, all of, I knocked all them songs out pretty much that night, like right there in the... Him and Junior, i like, what the fuck, I want some Tupac shit, like, <laughs> like knock them shits out. I'm knocking them out, boom, 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 boom. We probably did about five or six records in one night, hmm. and like, they took them five or six and they left with them and they said, yo, we're going to do the rest. I probably... And I went to his house in Detroit, I, me and my, me and my man Sonny went out there, my man Jokes. And I probably knocked out two more. I did, uh, I did uh, the Blitz with me and Sonny, and I did Milk Bath, which was on the Flop Three actually. I knocked both of them out at his crib, and then I put us at like eight songs, and I probably did like two more back in my studio, and it put us to ten. And like the bulk of it was done at one time, and I pieced the rest of them together. There you go. There you have it.
1: I mean, do you think growing up with like around music, did you grow up around music so much so that it influenced you to just to just want to work with music? Like to the point that you're at now, you know what I'm saying? Did it influence you that much more?
2: Yeah. Uh, my father was a record collector, so he had all kind of hip hop shit on vinyl. So I grew up in a house where, you know, you wake up on a Sunday morning to clean up the crib, you fight play EPMD, you know what I'm saying? Public Enemy, S-Clan, you like that shit, Ice Cube, that shit's getting played in the crib. So I grew up around hip hop my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I used to look at the vinyl and just aspire to be like them guys. Like, I wanted to be, Eric B and Rakim, I want to have big dookie ropes and shit like, like that. That was just, I never played sports and shit. I never did nothing like that. I just wanted to do music, you know what I'm saying? So it just makes sense for me to do that. And then my brother went and did what he did. and signed a deal and was hanging out with Wu-Tang and shit. I was the biggest Wu-Tang fan ever at the time. It just it just made a lot of sense. I said, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And um, yeah, man, it, I went it, to school and shit. I was gonna go to law school and the whole shit. And like, at the same time I took the LSAT, they offered me a deal. At the same time, I said, well, yo, all right, what I'm gonna do, you know what I'm saying? I'd never dreamed about being a lawyer when I was a kid, but I dreamed about being a rapper. You said fuck I the went, LSAT. <laughs> yeah, I went that path, man. I went. That, I went. I, I was being true to myself, being true to my dreams. You know what I'm saying? And so be it. And I really feel like to this day, like that's my calling. Like everybody do what they do, and I tip my hats to everybody. But I don't think nobody is as unique as I am. I don't. I don't. I, I strongly believe in that. Like, I don't think nobody is as ill as I am. Like, you know, you might do what you're doing. You cool in that space that you operate in. That's cool. More power to you. But ain't nobody else me. I I swear. You know what I'm saying if you disagree, you can pull up a cat. I got a catalog of music to attest to that. Yeah. Catalog. To
0: What's interesting it. about your catalog is that you know you have a lot of EPs. I, I can I can imagine maybe some people want to dismiss it. I actually think that the power of your work is is so condensed but there's so much layers to it that I can constantly listen to it and always find something new. So I like that it's condensed. I like that I get four or five songs on Gold Rush. There's a lot of thought. There's a lot of feeling there. And I'm still digesting Gold Rush 1 and Gold Rush 2. Of course, I love Clever Scheme, friend of the show. I love them a lot. So for me, it makes a lot of sense that that's like the space that some people want to operate in. But I still enjoy them as full-length projects that I listen to. I'm doing an long interview, Nah, I'm doing
2: an interview, Black. Smooth value. Good. That's my brother right there. He's like, yo. <laughs> yeah. He's but talking to himself. I, I agree with you. Um, for the most part, I know that how I create and what I produce, if I you 13, 14, 15 of them, it'd be a problem. You know what I'm saying? off the top yeah. you wouldn't even be able to keep up with it you know what I'm saying at all so I know let me uh do what I'm gonna do you can probably take it better in small doses you know what I'm saying
0: Yes, yeah, I agree, and I I actually prefer it that way. Now, is I don't as soon as I see a track listing of like 24 songs, I instantly do not listen to it. I'm not gonna listen to a two hour record and try to find the songs I like and just put them on a playlist. I'm not, not gonna do all. that. I want to hear the whole experience of what you got in terms exactly. of this project. <clears throat> so that's more important to me. Um, I'm gonna tell
2: you, like, if I gave you 12, 13, 14 songs of that, shit you you know what I'm saying like, yeah. it's, I That's too, it's too heavy man It's too heavy I can give you like First the Masterpiece Theater Right It's seven songs that's Those right. seven songs Those seven songs Contain More intensity More level of skill More craftiness Than any fucking album You can name That's 12, 13, 14 songs I, don't know, I swear to you. Blue Notes Seven songs Same Blue Blue shit
0: I love Blue notes.
2: Probably contain more intensity, more thought, more craftiness, more skill than your average 13, 14 song album. You know what I'm saying? It's, con- it's concentrated music. I just know better. And I know not to make myself vulnerable enough to slave in the studio for 20 songs, put this shit out. They say, oh, that shit dope for three days. And then by the fourth day, it's an old project at this time. Y'all not gonna kill me, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that! I'm gonna go in the lab. I'm gonna cre- create. I'm gonna create the best, the best shit I can make in a condensed form. Put it out. There you go. Y'all not finna have me in the lab three, four, five months working on one album. Put this shit out. Y'all listen to it for two or three days, and I was old the fifth day. No, you know what I'm saying? And I know that because I put music out, and then I put a picture up on Instagram, and somebody come in my comments and say, "When a new album coming out?" I'm like, damn, I just gave you <laughs> fucking seven potent records last week. The next week they asked me when a new one coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that kind of conditioned me to say, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna slave in the studio 13, 14, 15, 16, 20 out, 20 records for an hour. I'm not doing that. Now, if I was somebody if I was somebody that had more disposable content than I would, but my shit, I swear to you, you could pull up my projects from 2014, 15, 16, and it's probably still shit you never even caught. Still. I promise. I promise. Sure. So my shit is eternal. My, shit's, my shit will be here forever. If I stop doing music, if I die, anything like that happen, where I'm not producing music anymore, and you pull my shit up, it'll be here forever. I swear to you. I swear to you. And that right there gave me so much pride and so much confidence that I really don't care about nothing else. You know what I'm saying? You but you know, never everything, everything, that saying, everything that you're saying,
1: everything that you're saying... It's not so far off because we hear it though. Well, I don't yeah. know about everybody else. Yeah, I don't you know may. What our interests are you guys, man.
2: I guys. hear it. You
1: know, yeah. I hear it. And Even I'm gonna right. tell you. I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna give you a funny story. My man Rock, right? Rocks. He called me one time. He said, "Yo, Willie." He said, "You, you're gonna be one of those guys like Pablo Picasso. Like when you are not making music no more, they're gonna they're they gonna praise you. They're gonna hail you as the greatest ever." not making music anymore you know what i'm saying and i'm a big fan of rock rock, but he he called me he told me that himself he said yo you you're gonna be one of those guys where we're not making music no more everybody's gonna regret not giving you the flowers they're gonna regret it they're gonna say yo you was the best ever you know what i'm saying like and that made me think like damn i was already thinking that but to hear somebody else say like that, especially him say that i'm like yeah that's right you know what i'm saying like and I saw it happen with Jay Dillard, right? When when he was alive, he made shit for Janet Jackson and Q-Tip and all these people, Busta Rhymes, Erica Badu. The moment he died, everybody say he was their favorite producer. Like, I love Jay Dillard. Jay Dillard changed right? my life. But when he was here working and being active, y'all wasn't saying shit. The moment he died, he was everybody's favorite producer. You know what I'm saying? like. And God forbid that it takes that to get what we're going to get. But I'm just saying, people will see you operate in a certain space and won't acknowledge it until you no longer create it. And another testament to that was when I stopped making music, I was doing films and movies and shit. And I put a movie, I wrote a movie, produced to put it out. The whole time I'm doing my film, everybody's jumping in my comments saying, when's the new album coming out? When's the new album coming out? I'm like, I didn't know y'all cared enough about the music until I wasn't <laughs> doing it, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing films and I'm writing scripts and producing films. Now y'all wanna see now y'all wanna see more music, you know what I'm saying? So it just let me know like I got a unique situation and a unique space and this culture and this community. But I love it. Yeah,
0: the, love it. the internet's changed a lot on how we listen and consume music and me me Kalina talking about about that a few times, like every Friday something comes out and then it only lasts till next Friday. To the music that's comes it. out And the if I, if I If I yeah.
2: If I If I Work hard And give y'all 15, 16, 20 songs of that shit And All y'all right. tell me It's old next week You know All what right. I'm
0: saying So it, it, put,
1: Music becomes the trendy out. I
2: have great, right? It's me Don I'm gonna tell you There's nothing out Better than that project I'm gonna tell you right now There's nothing better than And you're that right You're
1: yeah. right There is nothing better, nothing better Especially than that. at the top I'm of 2019 There's nothing I don't give
2: a fuck there's nothing out better than that project I'm telling you like nothing but at this point people heard it and now they moving on you know what I'm saying so I'd be damned if I give you 15 16 of them records I think you're right you're
0: not
2: not, not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna gonna put us in that space I'm not gonna allow that you know what I'm saying like not at all
0: I don't think people are listening, but they're not really digesting it. And I think I know Kalina digests nah, it. Nah, like, like,
2: it's drugs. It's drugs. You ingest the drug, you get high, and you come back down. You wait for the next one. That's what man. it is. Yeah, and I'm not mad. I'm not tripping. But that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: period. Go buy the records Yo.
2: already, people.
0: That's what Yo. you gotta do. I was saying that one of the big, one of the big things that happened recently announced was your PBS deal. As a producer uh, for the Lansing Hughes uh, documentary, which yeah. made me very happy because one, you're if you're on it, then I know there's going to be some weight to it, something you know, something Indeed. there that makes me excited to listen to it. How did that come to be? Why Langston Hughes? Why why is that important to do right now? Um, Lansing
2: Hughes. I don't know if people know this, but Langston Hughes is from Missouri. And then he moved to Harlem and he started doing his art and doing his writings and shit. He was one of the original black creators that made a living off of their art. So you got like Louis Armstrong, you got uh, Duke Ellington, you got Zora Neale Hurston, you got all these people in the community and the culture, like like the Harlem Renaissance. They weren't making money to sustain themselves from their art. Langston Hughes was the first brother to be able to, like, pay his bills and live his life from his, his, his what he created. And that right there always, like, struck a nerve with me, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, even back then, during those times, where I was able to take the art and make a living from the art, you know what I'm saying? I was always impressed by that. And, um, me, myself, among other artists, if you know my music, you know I'm a writer first, right? You could take my music and say, yo, how the fuck did you come up with that? Like, the writing. So, I always identify with, um, poets and writers of the sort. Uh my business partner, Jonathan Jokes, his dad is working on a committee that's cultivating and curating a lot of uh, productions that celebrate these type of unsung heroes, so to speak. And when they said Langston Hughes, they thought about me, they thought about what we've been doing, they thought about, you know, the writings, the art, and they reached out and said, Hey, you guys wanna come on board to help, you know, help us generate interest among this hip-hop culture and these young, this young culture, these people who may not know who Langston Hughes is, right? Like when I was young, my mom, they would drill it in your head. Malcolm X, Malcolm X, you know, Marcus Garvey. It was was a more militant town. I think now the young generation, they're not as militant as we were as far as your your history and culture and where you come from. But you got people like us who kind of like in between that younger culture and the culture that that came before it. And we're just vehicles and we're tools and we're channels to make sure people don't forget about the artists and the creators and the civil rights activists and the poets and, the, the, you know, like all these creative folks who generated interest and kind of carved our niche in society, in this world, in this culture. You know what I'm saying? So they say, hey, you want to get on board to celebrate the legacy? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? No
0: problem. Uh, so, uh, Willie, that, that's pretty dope with the uh, Lancer Hill, Uh we'll definitely keep an eye on that. We'll promote that as we go. Um maybe next year.
2: Yeah, it be it be in
0: the autumn of next year. Yeah, those things right. take tend to take a little more time to produce. But let it sit, let it marinate. When we'll, when we'll, when it's out there, we'll definitely be out there putting it out there. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show, Crush A Lot Podcast. You can find us everywhere pretty much. Uh hit the link below. Most importantly go check out Willie the Kid. Um catalog is all over the place. Um, you know, if you're going to stream, stream, no one's going to knock it. Stream it if you want. If you want to buy it and own it, that's the way we suggest you do it. If you're really into it, it gives the artist more money and it's a way to preserve the art that you're buying. So go, go find the vinyls and all that good stuff while they last. Yeah, and if you miss it, you miss it. That's how it is. I'm waiting You missed my- it.
2: You missed it. I, I got some minutes up just in case.
0: Just like,
2: in like, case. I don't know. Pull <laughs> back out, like, and uh, most importantly, share.
0: Yeah, sh- and share the word about Willie the Kid. Let people know that he's he's out there doing the good work. Uh, we either. appreciate everyone. Crush a lot podcast. Make sure you check out the the episode with Vinyl Villain and Rap Seminar next couple of weeks. So go check out the back for catalog sure. as always. Willie the Kid, thank you for being on. Kalina's jumping back in. I bet you your phone died. Yeah, so it
1: died. I knew it. Yeah, I didn't even good. notice this. I noticed at all. Nah,
0: it's so good. it's all good. It's um, good. You have any closing statements before we wrap it up? I could chop this up to make it one piece. I'm not worry sure about that. Do so you have anything, Kalina, before we wrap up?
1: I mean, he's just so interesting. There's so know, much more, but we don't have the time. So yeah, you know, Willie got to come back. You got to Yeah,
2: back. yeah. Anytime, y'all. Let me know. Y'all let me know. Sure. I, I, I'll, I'll always have something new For you to talk about Believe me okay. I'm, never, no, I'm gonna definitely. never stop creating. I'm always creating new shit So it's whenever You know what I'm saying
0: Alright Christian Life Podcast We're out Peace
2: Salute